Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Let's discuss this with Danny Mack. Let's continue that conversation we were just having about Dakota Hudson today's starter. Dan, we appreciate the time as always, man. I've liked what we've seen from Dakota Hudson thus far when he's in the strike zone. I just want to see him more in the strike zone today. Is that what you're looking for from him against Kansas City? 100%. I mean, when you think about the way that uh, he has movement and sync on his pitches, and once he gets settled in, um, he's been like almost unhittable. He's been terrific. So his last two starts have given the Cardinals a great chance to win those games, and they have. Um, I'm also looking at the first inning. It seems like the first inning for him, it just takes a little bit to get settled in. So somehow, some way, get him to be inside the strike zone early on. And if he's inside the strike zone with the great moment he has, uh, there's going to be no issues with him. He'll keep them in the game, no question about that. Danny, speaking of the the first inning, does that kind of apply for Jordan Hicks as well? Because uh, I thought he looked great against the Arizona Diamondbacks after that first inning where he got into a little bit of a bind. I think time will tell. You know, I mean, it's so early right now to figure out a guy that's making this transition, you know, what are the things that he's got to be better on? I, I would say throwing strikes because his stuff is so good, uh, you know, when you're throwing 99 to 100 and can, in your back pocket, go to 101, 102, and then that slider that breaks off the table, uh, you know, throw strikes, be inside the strike zone, make them hit it or swing at it and miss it, which a lot of teams and a lot of players will do. So I think it's early to say is is the first thing an issue with him. I, I guess, Alex, you know, the verdict is still out on that one. And um, I, I would just say if, it, really to a lot of these guys, if they throw strikes, their stuff is so good, they're going to have success. But that's clearly the case when you talk about uh, tonight's starter, Dakota Hudson, and, and obviously Jordan Hicks as well. We're talking to Danny Mack here on 101 ESPN. Dan, I know for a lot of people, they're they're really concerned about the offense right now, and for good reason. Like, the Cardinals aren't hitting, but league-wide, people aren't hitting around baseball right now, especially for power. It's really down. I, I kind of flipped that conversation on its head earlier today, Dan, and it, you look at the way that they're pitching right now. The Cardinals are top 10 in ERA from their starting rotation, which I think a lot of people would not have anticipated coming into the year. I can make a pretty strong argument that right now, if it's not the best bullpen in baseball, the Cardinals have one of the top five bullpens in the sport they're doing everything else well and when they do start hitting if that other stuff stays the way that it is right now this has the chance to be a really good baseball club you're 13 and 9 when your offense has been awful to start the year yeah I I think that's certainly one way to look at it Um, you know the pitching has been great I mean we talk about a sport that now is defined by what do you do with damage well in terms of the pitching right now they're eighth in home runs allowed 
and they have the third, uh, third highest ground ball percentage. It's right around 48% in the sport. And so we've talked about this too. You know, when you have the defense that the Cardinals have behind them, uh, you know, ground balls are going to turn into outs, and they're not giving up many home runs. But you're right. The, the real uh, issue for this team right now has been uh, the offense. And yesterday was a perfect example of the margin for error right now for the Cardinals to win games is minute because they're just not scoring a lot of runs. So you better do the other things properly, which is uh, obviously pitching, which they have. Defense has been really good. Their base running has been exceptional. So when you think of those little areas that you have to do at this level to win games, if you're not going to score, you know, seven or eight runs a night, your margin for error is slim. And so Goldschmidt hits the home run yesterday in the first inning, second batter of the game. After that, the Cardinals went three for 25 with a walk. Their last 11 games, they're averaging about three runs a game. Now, I understand that offense is way down across the board. I think it's the month of April finished in baseball at 231. And it was like the seventh lowest average for a month since like 1901. It was wow. something crazy like that. But they're the bottom three of things that you look at offensively, which is what's your contact rate, hard hit rate, barreling it up. You know, they're like 27th and 30th in soft contact. They lead the major league. So you don't want to have that. That's got to change as uh, we move forward here in the month of May. Dan, I'm going to give you four names here. Speaking of that offense, I want to hear if there's one of them in particular that you think is close to getting back on track offensively. Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, Paul DeYoung, Corey Dickerson. Have you seen signs from any of those four guys that they could be getting closer? Well, I, I put it this way, and you know, I know fans don't want to hear this. It is a long season. Um, the things that are con- there's some concerns right now with Carlson is that. He, even when he does hit the ball, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. You know, his hard hit rate has been uh, dropped dramatically. I don't think it's going to be that long before we see Tyler O'Neill. So if you're asking me for one guy, it's, it would be O'Neill for me. I, I just think you don't go from 34 home runs a year ago and figuring things out to all of a sudden you're back to square one. I, I just, I realize it happens in sports with some players, but I, I think that he'll make that adjustment. Um, I actually saw some pretty decent things out of Paul DeYoung yesterday. So they're trying to work on him. You know, he's trying to get the ball in the air, and that's clear. But there's a lot of pop-ups with it, so he's trying to change that up. And for Dickerson, you know, he's been there before. And I think if he played every day, that might be uh, advantageous for him. But that's not his role here. So it's tough when you do that, as you guys know, to get back on track. Uh, Dan, you've been watching baseball for a long time. How much does it affect hitters when they get moved around in the batting order? Like Dylan Carlson, he started the year as a leadoff, and now today he's batting ninth. I think it's more when you switch positions defensively, to be quite honest with you, Um, which is part of the equation of what's going on at shortstop and if you move Tommy Edmond. I mean, that's a whole set of new responsibilities defensively that if he shifted over there, and we may see it, who knows, uh, time will tell. But that's one of the things that you do have to take into account is that when you're shifting guys around defensively, um, a lot of times it's just an added pressure and it, it can affect a guy at the plate. At the plate. I, I don't really think it affects too many guys, especially in this day and age of baseball, where they're at in the, in, you know, in the, in the lineup, because if you would have asked me 20, 25 years ago, what's your leadoff guy? I would say, well, you know, I mean, what about Ozzy or Willie or Vince? You know, one of these guys that can fly to where now a leadoff guy might be Kyle Schwarber or, 
Anthony Rizzo. And what are they trying to do? Punish the baseball. And no matter where you're at in a lineup in today's baseball, you're asked to get it in the air, hit and, and slug, and try to hit home runs and hit for power. That's just the way the game is played. We're talking to Danny Mack, Cardinals broadcaster for Valley Sports Midwest for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Dan, I wanted to ask you about Andrew Kisner because I know he went 0 for 3 yesterday, but uh, watching the game, I mean, he had one hit that probably should have been a home run if anybody other than Michael A. Taylor was playing in center field, and then another one that was absolutely crushed, like 110 miles per hour off of the bat. He's been really good for them this season, and it's not just the offensive numbers. It's also what he's doing behind the plate. Yesterday after the game, Stephen Matz raved about the game that Andrew Kisner called for him. What have you seen from his development, Dan, that has stood out to you, whether it be just your conversations around the club, what guys are saying about where where Andrew Kisner is at right now, or something specifically that you've seen from him on the field? First of all, I give him credit to go play winter ball when he had a job with the Cardinals. Um, That's you just, you know, you don't have guys doing that. So he went out and played winter ball. The other thing he's done is he's changed his hands with his stance. And so um, a byproduct of, of his success is getting more playing time. So going into the game yesterday, I believe it was, he's taken 47% of the at-bats by Cardinal catchers this year. So it's been about 50-50, mm-hmm. which may surprise some people, um, you know, with, when you consider that Yachty is there and it's his final year, but he's also earned it. And uh, I, I mentioned it during the game yesterday, and it was great that Matt said something afterwards. I'm glad I picked up on something. I, I just said to Jimmy, I said, Andrew Kisner is calling a great game right now. He is calling exactly what needs to be done. He's setting up where it needs to be. Uh, and to Matt's credit, he was hitting spots. But I, I thought he did just a tremendous job. He's had a couple of caught stealings already this year. Um, so he deserves all the credit in the world to keep himself mentally uh, in this situation for the last couple of years of understanding he's not going to play a lot to now getting the chance to play. And I was talking with Ollie before the game uh, in his office about Kisner specifically. I said, man, this guy's doing a good job, a really good job. And he said, absolutely. And he said, we you know, appreciate he comes with the attitude and understanding of what the scenario is with Yachty. But – He's always ready, and uh, he's kept himself in great condition. He does all the things we ask him to do, and uh, you're right. He should have had two hits yesterday. The ball, it was an 11-pitch at bat, which was the hardest ball he hit to left, and it was right at uh, the left fielder. And then the the one to center was just a remarkable play by Michael A. Taylor. one of the best catches I've seen at Bush Stadium 3. So very easily could have walked away with two hits and catching a uh, shutout. And, uh, and that shouldn't be overlooked. It was six innings and then three relievers. Relievers. So you had four different guys that you navigated through that lineup and put up zero. That's, that's getting the job done. Final question for you, Dan. We'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, it's the conversation that I, I know you're well aware everybody is having outside, and that is – uh, what, what do you do with this Nolan Gorman thing where he's just crushing the ball right now down in AAA and you've got uh, the middle infield where Tommy Edmonds been excellent this year. He has reclaimed that leadoff spot for good reason. He's been great at the plate. He's still playing gold glove defense at second base. Uh, obviously, you know, and you mentioned it earlier, Paul DeYoung has struggled this year. You've seen some adjustments that m- maybe they can work. How do you think the Cardinals view this right now with what they've got in the middle infield? I think they take a view of it's a really long year and uh, will encourage Gorman to knock the door down and make it to where they can't keep him down anymore. 
Now, there's some probably saying he's done that, and you can make the case for that. I think the Cardinals, though, are saying we get it. We love what we see, um, but we're going to give this a little bit more and then probably make an evaluation here. I would assume sooner rather than later, BK, and uh, I don't know that for sure, and I don't know what that timetable looks like because they do take a very pragmatic look at the season of six months. And so here we are just past one month. And so you just want to be careful with the kid. And I understand the excitement with it, and I understand he's doing everything he possibly can to be up here. And to his credit, he knew he had a chance to make the team coming into spring training. Didn't do it, put a lot of pressure on himself. Didn't perform. This was not the guy that we saw in spring training. Well, now you're getting that. The only caution I would have with this is when he comes to the major leagues, you're going to see pitchers that are a lot better. They hit their spots. Um, and they don't make as many mistakes. And he, to his credit, he's crushing mistakes. So his swing and rate rate, uh, swing and miss rate is up a little bit. Strikeout rate is up a little bit. That would concern me because they are going to continue to go up when you get to the big uh, big leagues. And that's a generalization, but yet it leans that way. So all those things I'm saying could be right, could be wrong, but I think that's part of what the equation is here as they uh, evaluate this team. But to the bigger point, they understand that the shortstop position is not produced offensively, been great defensively. The combination has been excellent, but they need to get more offensive production. And they're not blind to it. They know that. So time will tell. I'm not trying to dance around your question, but that's some of the things that I'm sprinkling in to try to figure out exactly what they're going to do. No, I don't think you danced around it at all. I think it's a good way to look at it. And I I also wonder if they're hoping that the lineup around Gorman slash DeYoung can start getting going a little bit more before they call him up and uh, fans potentially put that much more extra pressure on him to be the one that saves the offense right now. Because that's just totally unfair to the kid. It shouldn't be the way that uh, he's viewed when he comes up. Hey, Dan, we always appreciate that. Well, real quickly, and I think that's part of what they think, too. You know, is, hey, if he comes up and he struggles, which very well could happen, happens all the time. You know, we don't want to bury the kid and we don't want him to feel like, hey, this is all on you and guys weren't performing. So now you are and you've got to continue this. It's just take a deep breath, relax, and let's make the right situation for him and the team. And I do think that's what they think. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I, I totally understand where they're coming from on it. I, I just know that fans are getting anxious, <laughs> as you can expect. Oh, we all are. I, I'd love to see him. I, I sure. you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him. He's a great kid, and I mean, you know, let's be honest here. He's he's doing everything he possibly can to to get to the big league. So all you can ask is just keep doing it, and at, at some point that that uh, that situation will arise. Always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy yourself in Kansas City. I know you had the opportunity to go over to the Negro Leagues Museum today, one of the best places in America. Uh, Enjoy yourself out there in KC. Hopefully it's a good trip for you. You got it, guys. Thanks.